Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. This is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, and we're so glad you're here. This is a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Be sure and like, share, and subscribe to any of the social media content platforms that you're using. And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. All right, welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you tuned in. I am excited to interview Daniel McDill today. And we just met each other in person, but I was at Boulevardia a couple of weeks ago. Back in June. Back in June, oh gosh, time flies. So I guess it's been about a month, actually. Has it been a month, all right. Yeah, and we are sitting here in July of 2025, 20, so 2023, July yeah. 25th. Shout but, out yeah. to my little sister, it's her 21st birthday today. Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah. what's her name? Chloe, which, ooh, I don't know, it's kind of terrifying. She's 21 now, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chloe, happy birthday. Don't do too much tonight. There you go. Um, but yeah, I saw uh, Daniel perform in his Back Alley Brass Band with Sam mm -hmm. Wells, and Sam Wells has been a guest here a couple of times with us. So some of our listeners know Sam, and I was just, I love the band, and I loved mm -hmm. your vocals, too. Appreciate great, it. Great singer. I thought, God, I, I want to I do an interview with this guy. It's awesome. So yeah, so let's jump in. Let's get a little bit like where did you grow up give us mm -hmm. a little bit of your your family background and kind of your 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 early years you know elementary middle school high school yeah so i grew up in a little town called independence kansas about nine ten thousand people um it's a weird random town with a lot of like history to it that like not many people outside of the town knows like sinclair oil was founded there you know, uh, Mickey Mantle played minor league base baseball back there in the day. Wow. Uh, first monkey that went to space, Miss Abel, came from our little zoo. We have a little zoo for 10,000 people, but came from the zoo. There's still a little capuchin monkey exhibit in the zoo this day. So, <laughs> yeah, so a little small town, 19,000. Um, grew up going to church my entire life. It was very, it was a pretty conservative Christian household. Um, usually went with my mom. Um, it was a very, various. I have a very strange relationship with my father. Um, probably been what am I? Just turned thirty. It's about fourteen years since I've talked to him. But so it was, so it was a, there's a lot of a lot of negative stuff with that I correlate to my childhood with that stuff. But a lot of good stuff at the same time. Um. But was, grew up in yeah, so yeah, like Assembly of God, tongue speaking, Holy Roller churches. Okay. So That's what I was you know, and I went to, I would you know, I'd have friends come to church, and it was just normal to me, like because it was. I mean, it's completely different than the Lutheran and the Methodist churches right. in town. And they're like, "What are they doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. They're just praying." What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, "Does your church not do this?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Oh, sorry. I don't know." <laughs> We got about 30 more minutes of this, so buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, was that, was there, was that positive or negative for you or a mixture? Um, the whole Christian P Pentecostal thing. It's a big mixture, big mixture. 
um because i don't know it's kind of a weird thing so I've, I've talked to a lot of people like myself that grew up in church and like you you went to it and you never i don't know how much you really like you grasped grasped everything but like how much did it really mean to you because mm-hmm. it just it just felt like you is what you did you know this is what i'm supposed to be doing um towards the end of high school early college i got really burnt hurt by a lot of people in the church that i was going to at the time just a lot of hypocritical stuff kind of backstabbing almost you know and so i kind of just kind of stepped away Mm -hmm. during college and you know because i grew up in a very i remember growing up very you know in a conservative household most of the town i went to is very conservative and went to college and i guess you can call me a bleeding liberal now i guess i don't know um you know just you kind of meet you all of a sudden i met people i've never been around you know i know you know growing up in church i always heard you know the whole phrase of uh hate the sin love the sinner mm-hmm. which that that's a that's a whole three-hour podcast we could get into right. but not today i've grown to dislike that oh i hate the phrase because what ends up happening it's just hate it's just is, hate yeah, there's no love that comes do. out of it i know i i'm with you man that i've just watched that over and over again it's just a i i remember one of like, my gay friends was like mm-hmm. yeah they just start hating you with the love of christ <laughs> it, re- like, <laughs> it really is like, i mean i remember the homosexual agenda being preached from the pulpit at one of the yeah. last churches i went to as a teenager and i didn't think twice of it it's just the churches that I was yeah, in, I right. was a teenager, you know, I didn't yep. know any different. And I looked back and I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be that way. And then all of a sudden I met like some of my best friends from college were gay. My head professor of the department. Um, she's been married to her wife now for a few years. I mean, they'd been together forever, but she, they were finally able to get married. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's one of the few people I can honestly say I would take a bullet for in this mm-hmm. world. And I'm like, how could I ever think like that about mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. and think that God doesn't love them right. or like they're doing God's work because they're the most Christ-like person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have some friends in that same kind mm-hmm. of category. Yeah, for sure. What about your music? How did you get started in music? So I started playing drums when I was five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, was that, did, did your parents do music? Who uh, well, so played drums at five? My mom grew up playing violin and piano. Um, so there was always like a piano sitting around my grandma's house and whatnot. Um, but honestly, what it started was I would just be sitting at church and I would just watch the drummer playing like at four years old. And I'd go home and I had like one of those like toy castle sets that are, you know, that you could pull out and put stuff out and stuff like that and so you know people with little kids will like drag pots and pans out but i would literally go at five i four or five i'd build a drum set i'd take this toy bat put in the the task the 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 tower take a pot lid like a symbol on a stand and like making actual drums and then just go home and wow repeat whatever i just heard the guy doing at church and then did that for a couple years got my first real drum set at like six seven um, I used to play with the the community college pet band when I was seven. 
um louis louis was my song <laughs> so i mean i mean it's an easy song but you know for a seven-year-old to get up with college kids looking back i'm like man that was crazy i would i don't even think i would even like i don't think i'd let Talk my kid go louis near louis college louis yeah, oh, that, yeah, that one did you ever hear the 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 christian version of that pharaoh pharaoh oh, <laughs> i probably did anyway. probably did <laughs> That brings back memories. <sighs> that just reminds me of artists like like <laughs> Carmen back in the day and yeah, whatnot. Right, right. <laughs> they actually used to do concerts in my hometown. There was used to be a that's a whole side story. There used to be yeah. a lot of artists that would go through uh, Independence Kansas nine ten thousands because um, he was a large. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. I will later, but he managed the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, who was the other blind piano player not ray charles but he did some gospel and country stuff ronnie Millsap. Mm. so he came through town a lot because his, his manager lived there yeah um biggest mistake the guy ever made was uh, he told kenny rogers he couldn't sing so the guy could have been way richer <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you know, it's. Did you play in church some? Yeah. yeah. So I grew up. I mean, that's where I started playing music yeah. for the most part. Started playing drums in the praise band at like seven, eight years old. Okay. Um, and so then eventually moved to like playing guitar in middle school for, and then did bass. Uh, probably from like my junior junior year of high school through sophomore year of college, I was a worship leader for the Assembly of God Church that went at the time. Um. And then as of recently, um, I sang, I was the tenor section leader for the choir over at Rolling Hills Presbyterian um, over in Overland Park. Mm. Um, just had recently stepped down from that. Just, I just needed more. I just needed some Sundays back. I mm -hmm. just could never go home and stuff like that. So, um, but I've been subbing at some other places like that. So mm. it's still nice to get involved. Cool, man. Well, it's 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 interesting almost all the indie musicians that i've interviewed kansas city and even mm -hmm. around i've done some from you know around the country and even in europe and stuff and and yeah and most of them even our rapper hip-hop crews mm -hmm. got their starts in churches so even if the church yeah. ended up being a, a bad experience mm -hmm. for them it's still kind of it's interesting how these churches across the country get people going yeah, in the I mean, music it, world. It's it's definitely a space space yeah, a safe space, you know, for younger kids that yeah. are just getting started music just to get up there and do something, you know, if they yeah. mess up or they get scared and run off, who cares? They still got up there and tried, you know. Yeah. And people are for them and oh yeah, yeah all of that. So, yeah. Well, cool. So you um you went to Pittsburgh State University. University. That is the that only, the gorillas? The only gorillas in the country. <laughs> there is no other school in the world with the gorillas as the mascot. So we are I started going on fishing trips there. to northeast Oklahoma, like Grand Lake. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and My grandparents the, used to have a, a, a lake house on Grand Lake. The river below there mm -hmm. um, that flows out of the dam there at the Grand Lake. We'd fish that river. Um, what is that dam Hudson. called? Hudson. Hudson River there, and it's got mm -hmm. some other, but uh, so, and we would always stop at Chicken Annie, Chicken, uh, Chicken Annie's and Chicken Mary's. Mary's the and big the big the big battle between the, the two. We did both, right? <laughs> yeah, that that ended up being on Food Wars on Travel Channel. I think Chicken Mary's one. Sorry, Chicken Annie's. Oh, your sides aren't as good, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, who's got the German coleslaw? Oh, that's a, that's a different one. So there's like four there's like four different fried chicken okay. places there. There's Bardo's, there's Chicken Nanny's, Chicken Mary's, Chicken Nanny's Picklers, which is on the other end of town, which okay. is completely different. Um, it's it's just a lot of fried chicken. that had the, a German coleslaw that I really liked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. So I know Pittsburgh from that. Yeah, we'd, we'd be driving, driving down, and stop off, and always have to have some chicken, right? So I mean, that's fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it's a good stop for that. <laughs> but yeah, t- you did music major. You did your yeah, bachelor's and masters. my bachelor's and masters. So my bachelor's is in music education with an emphasis in percussion, and then my master's is in orchestral conducting. Um, I was actually the first person to go through that program, so I was kind of the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my intention at one point was to do wind conducting, but then the person that I was going to be doing it with, was he, I guess he was kind of, I don't know if he knew he was going to be leaving the program or if he just really wanted me to go study with somewhere else. Um, but the program was an offer at the time, so like you want to do orchestral conducting? I was like, sure, why not? Because my ex at the time still had a couple of years left in school and so it was either try to find a job and then have to decide do i want to keep this job or do i want to actually move in a couple of years to the kansas city area like had planned to and so i just ended up just doing my master's while i was there yeah so were you were you thinking post masters that you would jump into a full-time well like yeah well like my you? like my big like big fever dream life goal that I thought I wanted to do was and I'm still very passionate about it. I thought I wanted to teach like music theory at the collegiate level mm-hmm. and teach conducting classes um so like I always thought I wanted to be a band teacher band teacher is what I was going to be mm-hmm. and I remember I got about halfway through my student teach and I realized this is not for me mm-hmm. I don't I don't like this I don't enjoy it like I'm good at it I just just not for me Hmm. you know it's it's kind of one of those weird things about being a band director and music especially band directors like maybe 10 percent of your job is making music the rest of it's you're being a counselor you're being an accountant a fundraiser a parent to some kids you know Hmm. music i mean the and then because as a kid going through band all you see is the fun parts you don't see all this stuff that they're doing on the side the time they're Hmm. missing from their families they're doing competitions and traveling and then i just realized i'm like this is not for me but i was so far along i was like i can't not finish the degree because i had gone to school with so many people that hadn't finished their degrees or changed a bunch of times and i'm like i i just i gotta finish this i'm so close i still may end up wanting to do it who knows you know so i ended up doing that and then when i moved to kansas city i tried to get a teaching job and i could not find one i could not get one um what year did you move here 2018 okay the fall of 2018 um so i moved up here lived over by the stadium for a little bit and then lived there through the beginning of covid then ended up finally moving downtown and currently on the river market area which it's a really nice area yeah so it's kind of nice being near to everything you know i gig downtown i work downtown so i might as well live downtown you know Especially for, you know, as a kid grew up in a town of 9,000 and cows, you know, right. it's a completely different experience. People are like, oh, Kansas City's not that big of a city. I'm like, well, it feels giant to me. Right. You know, I can actually get everything I need in a 20-minute radius. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a cool spot. I just uh, I just um, 
interviewed a gal named Natasha Keisler, uh, who is a is a plant medicine mm. type uh, therapist. So anyway, it was, it was. But they, her and her husband Adam Keisler, lived down in the River Market as well. And it's a neat little area. It is cool. The only the only downside is having to deal with all the people that come down to the City Market on Saturdays and Sundays that do not know how to drive in the River Market, and you're like. Get out of my neighborhood. I'm just trying to get to the store. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely a cool spot. Oh, you know, when I was growing up in the '70s, that place got was getting bombed out by the mob. There were like mob wars going on. Mm. I mean, that basically got vacated. Nothing was going on in the late '70s down on the River Market, and I think that continued all the way through. Oh gosh, I don't know, but I I, I think in the '90s is when they kind of kind of like revitalized yep. it and then I, it, it's been amazing like they, i wonder if this i mean i know like a lot of the italian mafia have retired to frontenac kansas which is right outside of pittsburgh oh yeah <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's when they moved there it was the 90s i don't know yeah well in the <laughs> there's 70s, a lot of old rich italians in frontenac and nobody knows what they do in the 70s you, <laughs> like we stayed away from the river market in the 70s it was like kind of crazy yeah anyway um it's a fun it's a crazy fun place oh, it's great now. a lot of great so, restaurants and coffee shops but so you you found you're working your the way you pay your bills is one way very much so but your passion and in mm-hmm. your musical career is not the way you you're paying all your bills right now. no right? <laughs> not at all um so but that's that's your you're pursuing your musical career and, and your and your passions in that you, you know it's been nice it, well it's been honestly way more than nice just being able to you know because i work in so i work for a large property insurance team for it's like a wholesale brokerage so we don't like do normal insurance and i don't ever talk to the insureds thank the lord um, <laughs> um and then like and i don't have to work off commission which whew, lord knows i don't want to do that um but it's a great company that i work for they took really great care of us during covid um and it's a great people great team great environment but they're really supportive of you doing things outside of the company and they're like you know like this is this is your career and your job but you also have everything else that you're passionate about out there and we want you to do that and so now that i've got like a set schedule of like i know when i'm doing this stuff like it affords me the ability to go out and perform a lot more than i was ever doing when i was trying to just do music and it's honestly brought back a passion for playing again because mm. i can just enjoy it mm. you know it got, i mean i remember getting towards the end of my master's program where i just be like 12 13 hour days you know teaching classes in the morning because i was a grad assistant um doing lessons going to the ensembles and then conducting the opera getting out at 10 o'clock going in a half price burger and fries at somewhere and then go to sleep at one o'clock in the morning and then do it again for seven more days mm. you know you just and you got to the point where you perform so much where like you wore a tuxedo and you did not feel dressed up because you wore it all the time <laughs> Like you didn't feel more dressed up unless you put on like a normal suit and like or like khakis and a polo. You felt more dressed up than a tux, yeah. Which is weird, but I guess it's kind of like that. So let's. So how how did you get involved in the music community here in Kansas City? What was your what were so, your first steps? Um, there were some. So a friend of mine, some 
some friends of uh, that we all went to college together. One of them was like uh, Tom, who was my freshman roommate that we got randomly paired up with, um, and we're like best friends to this day. Um, we just we were like we want to play in a band. We're all good musicians, and like yeah, we played in jazz band in college and stuff like that. But like you sneeze or you turn a corner and there's a jazz trio some somewhere playing. You know the the market is just like, so saturated. We're like well let's not do this. Like what's something else we enjoy? We're like we really like New Orleans music, like New Orleans brass band music. It's just fun. It's upbeat. It's loud. People dance to it. And we're like nobody's really doing it in kansas city like there's i mean there's like one other group but they they don't play all the time it's just more special occasion stuff um but consistently gigging we're like this seems kind of like a market we could kind of like tap into a little bit um and so four years later we're here we just played like travis kelsey's music festival i saw that just opened up we opened up for the kansas city symphony uh uh celebration at the station uh, we released a beer with Double Shift and Red Sash brewing down in the crossroads. So um, tell the name of the band. So the band name is Back Alley Brass Band. And you started this. We started this back in 2019. Okay. Yeah. And so currently it's a 10-piece band. I'm on drum set. Uh, we have an, I have an auxiliary percussionist next to me, and his name's Jeremy awesome guy he just recently joined the band it's added so much um besides that we've got two trumpets alto tenor sax three trombones and a sousaphone and then we also have like a sound guy that does a lot of stuff with us as well all the time um so thank god for google calendar because we could not keep (laughs) keep it straight and also finding 10 11 guys that can actually get along together and play that much music together is kind of cool at the same time um how how would people see what are some of the ways that people could see what you're doing um so you could follow us on instagram facebook um we've got a website as well that we post all of our shows on past shows um we're trying to get trying to get a lot more present on instagram lately but that's where we post all our shows what's the the handle on it um if you just search back alley brass band it'll come up okay and if you go to our website backalleybrass.com you can also get to all the handles and you get to our spotify from there uh, we've got an album on Spotify and a couple singles as well. Um, we play a lot through the area. Is this your f- album original material? Yeah, so it's a mixture of like the album is a mixture of some like a few covers, um, a few like like New Orleans like traditional standard pieces like like Do What You Wanna and which is I guess it's kind of become a staple now. Um, just a closer walk with the it was what we end the album mm-hmm. with and. Fun thing about that tune, we didn't even really learn that tune about until a couple of days before we recorded it. We're changing stuff in the studio. Um, ended up being one of my favorite tracks on the album, mm. honestly. Um, but that was such a cool progress. We recorded that down at uh, Weights and Measure Studios with Dwayne Trower near the 18th and Vine District area. Yeah. Um, real cool Weights guy. Do you know them, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome guy, awesome Where, studio. Who else is, did we know from Weights and Measure? trying to think oh um nikki white mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah he's a busy guy yeah that's <laughs> cool does amazing work and he's busy for a reason so um so no like you can find it all our shows like i know this we just played this past weekend at the nelson atkins lawn put the casey lawn party uh this saturday 
well, we might have already played it by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, yeah. Uh, we'll be playing at Vine Street Brewing, um, which is the first black-owned brewery in Missouri, and they've got amazing beer. It's a cool thing going on. Um, they deserve all the success in the world. Um, we're gonna be playing at Eight One Six Day in Eighteenth and Vine. We've got shows coming up at the Ship at Nighthawk downtown. That's beneath Kotel, Kansas City. Uh, we're gonna go up to Omaha sometime soon. And we'll always do a lot of First Fridays. First Fridays is a big thing for us. We get a lot of publicity and it just kind of, we just set up, we usually set up in between Red Sash and Double Shift and put on a sound system and it just turns into a giant block party. Just all of a sudden there's like 100 to 200 people just dancing. That's fun. I I, I know Pitch did an article on on you last year mm -hmm. on the on the social sim symphony stuff. social symphony yeah. yeah so the real name of the group is the drunk orchestra because we the can't we orchestra. can't put that on a 5013c um because <laughs> we are a non-profit um but yeah so it, the social symphony of kansas city that's a whew. so when we started it um it was basically right when i moved up here um before covid yeah so this yeah. was before covid and had some people had an idea for it and they're like hey like if we put together this group like because we miss playing but also like drinking beer you know i, I don't know why i want to do it at the same time somehow and we're like okay i was like if you put if you somehow get people in front of me i will wave my hands around and somehow make music with people i don't know um so we posted on reddit um on the kansas city subreddit just be like hey this is what we're trying to do if this sounds interesting to you meet up at the rhino at such and such time in north kc and so i was like okay we'll see if anybody shows up and i walk in and there's like 50 people in the room That's and crazy. i just start laughing because i can't believe like people yeah. are actually here um like, did they it, show up with instruments no no it was just an informational <laughs> thing and it was fun to see though because you know, all of a sudden you saw people that like knew each other from like college marching band and like i haven't seen you in a couple of years and all of a sudden like people are just like reunions going on and new friendships and it's i mean it's really cool to this day so now we at this point, we're up to 85 people with a waiting list in the group, full strings, brass, win-wins, percussion, um, trying to get into the grant games because we are because we started off doing all of our concerts inside of breweries. Like our first one was inside a Boulevard, the beer hall there. Mm -hmm. um, and cool we've, we've played at Rochester Brewing. We did one at uh, Cinder Block and some other places, but we've gotten to where we have to do event event spaces now because we were just, we were busting fire codes wow. <laughs> at these breweries. Center block, is that? It's one North KC. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Got some really good, some ciders there I really like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got a full board, uh, full board of directors. We're trying to get some grant money so we can get more bigger spaces because event spaces are not cheap finding that out. Whew. So you're, you, you're so it's completely self-funded by people in the group. Like everyone pays like forty dollars a month. That's in the group, and it pays for the music, pays for the rehearsal space. None of us take a cent from us. It's all out of the love of our hearts at this point. And then you're, you're, then you guys are. So you practice, and then you go. You're doing. So we do two performances. Yeah. So we do. We, so we do a fall season and a spring season, and we currently rehearse downtown at this event space and um so they're on monday nights from seven so to nine got, how many people show up in like, this practice space uh so our last concert we had 85 people in the ensemble wow yeah <laughs> that's huge 
conductors. Yeah, and, and we have, and I have a waiting, and I have a waiting list of people that I've had to tell them no. You're, yeah, you're the conductor. Yes. Yeah. And the, what kind of music are you doing? Um, so we've done a lot of stuff. I mean, during this fall, we usually end up doing like a mixture of like Christmas music and um, classical music. I'm think I'm trying to. I'm still in the middle of deciding this upcoming season. I'm leaning towards doing a Nightmare Before Christmas concert and doing half Halloween, half Christmas music, um, and doing fun. some classical music like um, Night of Ball Mountain and stuff like that. Um, we've done like uh, movie music before. Um, done some pop stuff. Like we had a, like, an arrangement of some Lady Gaga music. <laughs> Never thought I'd do that for orchestra. Um, it's kind of neat though. We actually got to commission a piece this past year uh, called "Glory to Ukraine." So we took the Ukrainian national anthem, and I had a friend of mine that was a composer, um, and based it off of that. There, there were some people that did some arrangements out there, um, but they weren't really widespread out. So we were like you know screw it let's just do our own mm -hmm. and it ended up being really cool that we have something of our own now um ended up being gorgeous do so we have that videoed anywhere uh there's a video on youtube I, somewhere okay and the the audio is kind of hit and miss because it was inside a cinder block brewery and so okay. <laughs> we literally had people walking through the ensemble trying to go outside <laughs> stuff like that so it's an, it, we we started doing that it's more it's a group to focus on the social aspect of music um it's been really neat seeing a lot of friendships. I mean, some of my best friends now are people I would have never met without this group, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm very thankful for the experience of it. Well, I mean, I remember the back to the first rehearsal when we're like, people showed up. I'm like, I don't even know if these people can play. Like, <laughs> right. we, like I've, I went in terrified, just expecting the worst. And then we tried to play one song and it went pretty decent. I was like, okay, we can work something with this. And so we, we took about a year and a half off during COVID um just because it wasn't we didn't feel it was a necessary risk you know we weren't we weren't necessary um so we finally got to come back i think it was a uh, fall of 21 i think it was kind of when everything else in the world started opening back up a little bit yeah and we've been doing concerts then now since how, how would people like if you do a performance that people mm -hmm. can attend how would they find yeah you can so that? you can find us on facebook and instagram uh, social symphony of kansas city okay um, we also have a website as well where you can buy you can buy merchandise of ours. We've got merchandise from all of our past concerts. Um, everything goes straight to the group. Um, so it's a really cool thing. We actually like this past concert we did out in Parkville at the Old Mill Emporium. Um, so finally getting bigger. Like this first, it was our first time we had a professionally like printed program. We had sponsors. Um, Vine Street Brewing wasn't even open yet, and they like sponsored us and had like Casey Strings and Casey and like you know we had you know alcohol like beer and wine there like during the concert for people to purchase and like I think it was Casey Beer Co. Shout out to them. They they sent like three kegs. <laughs> we had to have like a couple social nights just to hang out or just to get rid of it because there was too much they sent us. We're like appreciate it, but this is a lot. <laughs> But so it's just a really cool community effort. That's awesome. I love that. And then, um, and then the back alley brass band. How you've got ten people in it right now? Correct. And mm -hmm. what are like? What's the breakdown as far as the instruments go? Yeah. So we've got two trumpets. Uh, they're both guys I went to college with, Tom Lawler and Justin Crossman. 
And then we've got an alto and tenor sax, uh, Eric, who's on alto, who I went to school at Pitt State with a couple of years. And then Alex Tepper, who's a local band director at Shawnee Mission East. He's playing tenor sax with us. And then we've got three trombones. Two of them are named Matt. <laughs> so we got Matt and Matt. <laughs> and then um, Chaco Finn is also playing trombone. He plays with a lot of other groups in the area. Amazing, amazing player. Uh, Patrick Yeh is on sousaphone. Jeremy Reynolds is on auxiliary percussion and Caleb Lloyd does a lot of sound stuff for us. So it's like 10 plus one, if you want you can throw in sound and other stuff. Cause Caleb also does some percussion stuff as well when we need it. And you're doing, I just do all drum set and uh, I sing over stuff as well. So starting to get into more of playing, trying to play drums and singing, which is a, a weird animal. Cause you have to like separate your brain into like two different sides and like also like trying to not move your upper body around. So you're not like shaking around when you're singing and stuff like that. So, but it's a lot of fun. Um, something I'm trying to get more into. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Dave it's, Grohl kind of a thing. I will never be as cool as Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl's the man. He's, he's like the, Dave Grohl's the pinnacle of the coolest musicians. Just everybody wants to be friends with him, and he's the nicest dude in the world. Makes you wonder who was the real talent in Nirvana, right? <laughs> you know, I don't, they I were, don't they were all it. talented, man. They were. I wish I, I, was, I was born a little bit too late to really enjoy Nirvana. I need to, I need to dive into Nirvana. Put that on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> yeah. Well... So, um, yeah. So the the event that you did where Travis Kelsey was he rapping with you guys? No. What, what, so it was his. What was that? We got randomly we got contacted that they wanted some like entertainment. I saw to people. a video shoot somewhere. I can't remember where. where yeah, he was. We were ten. Travis singing. What, well, he was singing or doing something on a mic. Well, yeah, he was just kind of emceeing. I think it was a video I posted on my Instagram, actually, probably. Okay. Um, But he was just kind of hyping up the crowd. But, yeah, we were like 10 feet away from him when he spiked the Lombardi. It was was not real. (laughs) I mean, when he did it, we were like, that's not the real one, right? What event was that? It was called Kelsey Jam. And so he was just – it was like Tech 9 Rick Ross, Machine Gun Kelly um, was all, like, performing at the event and just had – bunch of djs which, too which rick ross uh rick ross the rapper the high but there's an old guy that went to prison that was the drug dealer rick ross is, is that i don't know that's if a different to okay that's a di- i was like that's a, okay yeah, that's sorry. a different yeah no that, yeah, yeah. no that's very much yeah very much yeah, yeah, different sorry totally different i actually talked to highway rick ross one time <laughs> really here, like in the last year one of who was it who knows highway rick ross that was um Oh man, that was uh, who's the dude from Hawaii? I'm blanking on names today. The Hawaii rapper, oh, Darrison, knows Highway Rick Ross, and he put me in touch with him. <laughs> anyway, it was a crazy thing. Um, Small world. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So Rick Ross, the rapper, and uh, Tech Nine, Machine Gun Kelly, some other. DJs, and then I don't you guys know. Were in, in so we were mix. just so what they we were, they brought us in. So we're just kind of like going throughout all the crowds and setting up in different places, um, just entertaining everyone uh, throughout the time. Um, there's a one point I ended up in the middle of Travis's entourage, so I'm just surrounded by security and NFL players that are way bigger than me. Like I'm not a small guy, but good lord that made me feel small and so all of a sudden i just realized he was like 
Travis was like right here to me. So I just like handed him my, I was like handed him my sticks and he was like, let's go. And so he just like started beating, playing my drum for a little while. So he's got good, te- he's got good tempo. Two and four is, he's got two and four down. So, so now that was a really cool experience. And then we got to go out on stage with him. Um, we were basically his backup dancers for a little bit <laughs> after he beer luged the Lombardi and then spiked it in front of us. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. That's, f- that's fun stuff though yeah just i just kind of looking back i'm like man that happened (laughs) like this is insane yeah i was at a i was at a basketball game at sprint center several years ago and some friend of mine who has had like floor great tickets Mm -hmm. yeah ucla was playing against somebody and and travis was two rows behind me and at halftime he he was everybody kind of swarmed him oh yeah but he just rolled with it he didn't act oh no he, he just, was just rolled he signed he took pictures he just yeah like, the whole he, event like he was just hanging out in the middle of everyone to, he was eating wings dancing with the band just he was he was having a great time yeah. he had a great time let me tell you that <laughs> yeah well, that's fun stuff wow so um so what give us give us a little take about what's on the horizon for both social symphony and back alley brass band where where do you see these you know it's going social symphony is getting to the point where i'm gonna we're in gonna in the talks of making the plans of gonna have to start a second ensemble because we have so many people now um and with a waiting list of people that want to play but i can't have 20 trumpets in <laughs> in a group or you wouldn't be able to hear the violins and nothing else but trumpets and i'm sure trumpet players would love that but i can't do that for music's sake um would love to branch out with the second group kind of start trying to play some harder music eventually which we've been doing the entire time whether they realize it or not like when we started playing back in 2018 to where to the music we're playing now we could have never played the music we're playing now back then Mm -hmm. so they just kind of gotten back to it's because there's people sitting next to each other that like either like music majors or they're music teachers went to like places like 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 one guy went to berkeley um this one lady that comes play flute she went to juilliard and then there's people that haven't that they found their sax not saxophone um like flutes or clarinets sitting in their closet from college marching band 20 years ago it's like well i think i tried it again you know and so you've got all these different levels of people playing next to each other so it's really cool is Um, it all ages yeah so i mean you have to be 21 and older obviously um since the united states is the last on board with 21 is the drinking age in the world that's another conversation <laughs> get on it united states um so yeah we've had 21 to like 60 you know okay. 60 there was a couple of people in their 60s so it's kind of i mean that kind of that median range is a lot of people around you know 30 to 40 is uh-huh. kind of like kind of like that where a lot of people are 25 to 30 mm-hmm. um but that yeah that 25 to 40 is kind of like that bread and butter range where a lot of people are at that's fun and then fun. the brass band um we'd love to get in, we're hoping to get in the studio this winter maybe record some more tunes put out like a, another small album or an so ep who, or something who's the main writer then or composer for brass, um for brass band so one of the guys in the band, Matt Fillingham, he writes a lot of original tunes for us. Uh, Chaco writes some stuff for us. Um, a lot of the music we do is also in like New Orleans traditionals, and a lot of people do. So it's kind of like covers of covers of covers, you know. 
Um, we could, we're at a point where we could probably got about like three, three and a half hours of music, you know, that we can play. Um, which is always just trying to get it, build a bigger book, find the next big thing. I mean, it's kind of, it kind of felt like it's kind of hard to top that little, like kind of like high we had of like all of a sudden Travis Kelsey, this is your beer. We just made you're open up for the symphony. And then we're like, all right, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of figuring out like what's our next step. And mm-hmm. so I think what we'll, our next step is just trying to write a lot more music. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a weird group to try to write for that. It's a hard instrumentation to write for too. Cause you don't have like, you Are can't, you, you're you can't involved in that though. A, a little bit. Okay. I'm not that creative on that part. <laughs> um, but you know, with a normal like bands, you've got bass guitar and guitar and keys that you could fill out a lot of these. You could play chords on where, whereas every single of our instruments you've logistically, you can only play one note at a time. So it takes three people to make a chord rather than one person. So it's kind of like laying out everything. How does this work? Mm-hmm. Well, that line doesn't work. Let's try that. Interesting. Um, so, what? Give us your next few, because this will come out in a couple of weeks. So, what? Like your your August September schedule? Do you have some oh, yeah. out there? Let me look it up real quick, because Lord knows I can't remember my own schedule. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. So. Friday, August, so Saturday, July 29th, which will probably be before this comes out, will be a Vine Street Brewing. Um, Grant, if it's not 105 degrees out, because the forecast does not look promising for that. So crossing fingers, we might get some like rain Friday and cool it off. Who knows? Uh, Friday, August 11th, we'll be at the ship in the main room from 10 to to like 1 in the morning down there in the West Bottoms. the ship's an amazing venue if you've never been there for music there's always music going on um, there's a main stage and there's a the og brass band in it's kind of what they call it in the back okay. um they've got food they got drinks it's usually a ten dollar cover that goes to, goes to all the musicians and stuff like that um so it's definitely a spot to check out even if you don't get to see us go check out some other music musicians there um now, it's, it won't be on actual August 16th, because that's a Wednesday, uh, but on Sunday, August 13th, down in the 18th and Vine Jazz District, they're going to be having an 816 day, uh, just celebrating Kansas City. So we're going to be doing stuff along with a bunch of other Kansas City musicians, and most of the acts are revolving around horn, horn-based horn acts. So there's going to be a lot of brass going on that day <laughs> besides us. Um, and then August 26th, we'll be at the Nighthawk from 9 to 12. And the Nighthawk is beneath Hotel Kansas City okay. um, downtown. It's kind of a speakeasy kind of feel. It's honestly like my one of my favorite places to play right now. It's just people just have a great time. It's a cool vibe. People that work there are great. Um, a lot of the time there's like weddings going on upstairs at the hotel. And so like halfway through the second set, you just have like two weddings just come crash here and set. So you get the bride and groom on stage and awesome. everyone's everyone, everyone already comes downstairs in a good mood. So right. <laughs> they're just ready to keep going. That's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Well, um, I, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. It's yeah. Fun. It's, uh, it's kind of nuts that I mean, as a kid from a small town, never thought I'd be able to play some of these gigs that I'm doing in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've got one of the ladies that um, friends with that at the church I used to sing at, Donna Tucker, who's been singing in the jazz scene here for years. She's like, I've never seen a group 
like grow as fast as you guys mm-hmm. have in four years and so when we you know i had never really thought about that until she said that and i was like man we really have come a long ways in the short time that we've been including covid you know yeah. being in the middle of that four years yeah all right well excellent well thank you for coming out and doing this interview mm-hmm. um i want to encourage everybody to check out both social symphony and back alley brass band they are uh, amazing i i just heard them the first time at boulevardia and loved it the energy i mean it just makes you want to get up and you can't you can't you can't be sad listening to our music if it's just fun if you're if you're still sad after our show i i I can't help you on that one but it's just it's it's just a lot of dancing you know it's just everything's upbeat you can sing along it's just it's just a good time you don't have to be like you don't have to know music to enjoy it you know i love my favorite type of music to play is just to the general public If, if the general public love it then I'm here for it. If I can make somebody dance, that's that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, Daniel, thank you for joining us. Thanks, thanks for, everybody for thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Spirituality Adventures, and we will see you next time. This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, and make a one-time donation. Or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.